Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Yankees Death Star podcast. Uh, we have another loss to talk about, so that sucks. But um, trying to stay positive, as we do. It's a nice day outside. Uh, how are things in Hawaii, Dave? Man, things are great. I was outside fishing this morning um, earlier. Uh, it was just a great day. I was able to get my canoe out in the, the water, which is always nice. So just a great day. I was unfortunately watching the game in my canoe while I was uh, fishing and I had to um, pay attention to this, which is never very fun. Um, but definitely, like you said, we're going to break down the game in a positive way. We're going to bring out what happened that was great. And of course, there's a couple knucklehead plays that we'll probably end up bringing up. But man, it was great to see Stanton go along today. That was a big thing. And one thing that we wanted to bring up, um, you know, the beginning part of this episode is this year, things are changing. Uh, things have been changing a lot. And 25% of all outs that are recorded now are strikeouts. That is up 10% from last year where it was only 15% of all outs were strikeouts. So it's going to be interesting to see how things are going to be changing. Matt, you and I talked about this before the episode started. What are the changes that you are hearing about that they're starting in the minors this year? Yeah, so uh, one of the, the main ones they're trying out, uh, I believe in the Atlantic League, is they're actually moving the pitcher's rubber back by a foot. So I think it's 60 feet, six inches now, and it's going to be 61, six um, in the in the Atlantic League for this year, which is a pretty drastic change um, to change the dimensions of something like that, as opposed to just a rule here and there. So there's going to be a ton of baseball fans that absolutely hate this. Um, we, we don't know if it'll ever happen in the majors, but uh, they're going to see how it goes this year in the minors um so uh, you know the past 10 20 years basically the average pitch velocity just keeps going up um there's better training methods um and uh more pitchers are finding ways to throw it hard and that just doesn't give the batters very much reaction time so you end up with a lot more strikeouts um so I believe it. They said that the the reaction time that a batter has on a on an average fastball, which is probably like 91 miles an hour, um, it will be the same now uh, with it with the the pitching rubber moved back by a foot. It will be, it'll be the same as it was 10 years ago with the regular uh, pitching location just because of the increase in velocity. So they're hoping um, that the, uh, I mean, the strikeouts just, I don't remember the last year they didn't increase. They just keep going up and up and up. And I mean, I like watching pitchers get strikeouts. That's pretty cool. But, um, you know, a little action now and then, <laughs> it certainly wouldn't hurt. So uh, they're doing this. Um, they're doing a couple other things, not necessarily um, to to lower the strikeout numbers, but to improve the pace of the game, make it go a little faster. Um, low A leagues are limited to two pickoff attempts per plate appearance, so the pitchers don't just keep trying over and over to get the guy uh, coming off of first. But then the question is, if you have if you throw that second pickoff attempt, 
what's to stop the runner from just being like right in the middle um <laughs> have a lead off like a massive lead off there's nothing to stop him um from doing that so I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, uh, I actually I, I heard them discussing this on online. I don't um, no, online on a, a game. I don't think it was the Yankees game. They're discussing it, but they're basically saying that the catcher is going to have a bigger role in that ma- uh, matters because the pitch out moves are going to be more precise, um, you know, throwing it to the ki- catcher, uh, whether it counts for a ball or not. They'll be able to still try to throw those guys out like that. Um, yes, the leadoff will be able the leadoff uh, uh, runner will be able to get more uh, leadoff. But it's not going to be much more because of the fact is the catcher is going to step up and throw to first a lot more. Yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, possible change that's going to happen in just a small portion of low A ball is they're using an automatic ball strike system. So they've got uh, computers reading the path of the pitch and establishing the strike zone. So there's not the subjectivity that comes with umpires. Um, and that would be nice because that way you know it's calling it. There'll be some pitches where you're like, hey, that would normally be a strike and that should be a strike and vice versa. Um, but at least you know it's going to be consistent for both teams. So let's get into this painful game for today. Uh, we got Garrett Cole on the mound. Obviously the hope is that he can... Uh, wake us up out of our slump Um, four game losing streak going into this game Uh, Cole is the first you know the the guy that you want on the mound uh, to try to stop the bleeding Um, and he does pretty good but he makes some very costly mistakes Um, so let's get into it top of the first Yandy Diaz takes a couple quick strikes that I actually thought both of them were outside of the zone. One was outside and one was inside. Called them both. Uh, called them both strikes. That works for us. Um, and then he strikes out on another pitch that was outside the zone. It was a he foul tipped it. Um, so and the fact that he swung at him at that one maybe have been influenced by the fact that that first pitch got called a strike. He's thinking, well, if it's there, if that's a strike, then I had to swing at it. So he gets uh, gets his first strikeout. Meadows pops out and Margot grounds out. So a one, two, three first for Cole. Going into the bottom of the first, uh, DJ strikes out on a check swing um, that he just couldn't uh, couldn't hold up. Judge down swinging on three straight pitches. Uh, another great slider. The DJ pitch was a slider, uh, and then Hicks flies out. So a one, two, three for their opener, Kittredge. Uh, on just 12 pitches, pretty efficient. So yeah, oh yeah. So uh, nothing, nothing going into the second. Yeah, man. And Kittredge is throwing great stuff right now. It's not what you want to see for an opener because if he's getting able to get out of that inning and being able to get into the second inning, that is not a good deal for us Yankees. Um, it just means that uh, you know he was having success. All right, so let's go to the top of the second. Like Matt said, zero zero. Uh, Brandon Lowe is up. He grounds out to first baseman where DJ LeMay, he is now playing because of Jay Bruce recent retirement um, that he said he's going to retire today um, after the game. So uh, good for him. Unbelievable career. I'm just glad that he was able to wear those pinstripes for a little bit. Uh, I do think he will be a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably not. But I think down the road uh, he will be one. 
Um, looking at uh, that right there, we have one out. Uh, we get the next guy to strike out. This is a really great job by Cole. Uh, you saw laser vision on this stuff. He threw a couple balls that were outside. Um, you know, like Matt said, there was a couple times that uh, they called some pitches that obviously did not um, agree with um, the batter. Uh, this was one of them. On the sixth pitch, they called a strike. I don't know how, but it is what it is. Uh, Mike got struck out swinging there. Again, this is good for us because we haven't seen a lot of uh, strike calls go our way uh, when they're question marks. Um, and then the next batter uh, was Joey Wendell, and he got hit by a pitch by um, uh, Cole. And this hit his foot, barely hit him, barely grazed him. Uh, so that's good. I don't like to see a um, batter get hit by a pitch. But if he had hit him in the head or in the arm, it would have prevented us a little bit more heartache from the rest of the game. Um, all right, so the next guy lines out. Um, does this off of the sixth pitch uh, to Aaron Judge. That was a great job by Cole. Uh, continues to use that stuff. Next person up is Stanton. This is going into the bottom of the second. 0-0. Um, zero, zero. Stanton steps up off of the fourth pitch. He deeps, uh, hits it deep to right field. Just an unbelievable job by Stanton. Uh, yeah. That thing, I mean, literally, it was a bullet shot. It was, it, it went off his bat, and I, I mean, left the um, yard within like four seconds. It was unbelievable. It was just a great job by Stanton. Good read. Unfortunately, uh, he looks lost a lot of other his um, um, other times that he's been swinging the bat. So we have to continue to watch that and circle that to see if we can't figure that out. Glaber Torres grounds out to second baseman, um, and then Gio Urshela strikes out for out number two, um, and then they visit the mound. Uh, and pitching substitutes um, substitution Yarborough replaces Andrew Kittredge. Uh Yarborough um, pitched an incredible game. Just a really great job by him tonight. Um, and then uh, Rogor was uh, Rogor Odor was hit by a pitch. You know, I, I don't know if this is a revenge, but it does seem interesting that we hit one of their guys and then they come back and hit one of ours. Um, then Clint Fraser strikes out, and you know Matt and I were very um, positive about. Clint the other day talk saying that he should get more time. Um, he got more time. He is now, uh, I think he only has one hit in the last 29 at bats, Matt. Um, that's not really yeah. that great. Um, he, he needs to step it up. We need Clint Fla Frazier to play well. There's a lot of uncertainty happening with um, Brett Gardner uh, and Clint Frazier needs to step up and start being that left field man that we need. So going yeah. into the top of the third, we were down, or we were up one, nothing for the first time. And I want to say forever, like since the Blue Jays game, we were leading the game. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that uh, Odor uh, taking that pitch. He he knew where it was going. He definitely could have gotten out of the way, but he stood stood still, let it hit him in the elbow. He's got a pad on. Um, so, yeah, good for him for, for taking that uh, and getting on base at least. So top of the third. Zunino was first guy up. He hits a liner, uh, just just foul left that would have been a home run. Um, it was just to the left of the pole, uh, so misses that. And then uh, hits another hard one that just gets past uh, Torres. Torres dove for it. We had the shift on. Everybody was over left, and Torres was you know if he'd been one foot further left, then he would have gotten it. Really close. Uh, I don't think it was his fault. It just was a really hard hit ball. So he gets a single. And then uh, 
Kiermaier pops shallow center to Hicks, who had first he had a bad reaction time, um, or you know he he hesitated a sec before he started going to the ball, so it took him a sec to read it, and then that prevented him from catching it. And then not only did he not catch it, he like fumbled it and kicked it or something, um, and had to run over and grab it. Uh, Zunino had to hold on, uh, I guess he, I think Zunino was at second at this point. He had to hold on base because he thought that that was going to be caught. Um, so, uh, even if, uh, even if Hicks hadn't caught that, um, if he had just picked it up and recovered and picked it up and instead of kicking it, he still could have easily got Zunino out. Uh, so that was frustrating. Was that kick intentional, man? Was that frustration kick? I couldn't figure it out. I hope not. God, I really hope not. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> that would be really frustrating if it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, next guy up is Yandy Diaz. He gets uh, an RBI single, assuming they didn't uh, charge Hicks an error. I don't think they gave him an error for either one of these, but it goes to him again. And he bobbles it again. And this one didn't make a lot of difference. The run would have scored anyway. But uh, Kiermaier made it to third. And he might not have been able to get to third at least uh, if, if he didn't bobble that. So Hicks not looking good in the outfield so far. Um, Meadows goes down looking on, uh, on a changeup. Margot... Shows bunt at first, ends up uh, with a sack fly to Clint in left. Um, and then Clint, uh, he, he, he got the ball, and then he knew that he didn't have time to go home. It was too deep. Uh, it was going to be a sack fly. So he, he looked at home, decided he wasn't going to throw it there in time, and then should have just gone and rocketed to, it to second to get the runner out at second. Instead, he just sails it right over second. It lands like between the second baseman and the pitcher. And so he's safe at second. So that was frustrating. Clint has been, I, I think he's looked pretty solid so far as, uh, as far as fielding balls. But I think he's made one other, you know, weird throwing error uh, before. So that's not good. But I, I still like that he's playing. I'd rather see him get some... Uh, get some uh, string uh, string some starts in a row and maybe get more at bats and get a little more comfortable maybe get his timing down because uh, I want to see what he has from the plate but uh, anyhow that doesn't work he's safe at second and then uh, Brandon Lau uh, gets a, gets to a full count and then goes down swinging uh, Cole has uh, at this point he's at 55 pitches um, so that's not good through three innings. Um, that's, uh, that's frustrating. And so we're down, uh, we're down two to one going into the bottom of the third. Higgy in for the injured Sanchez, uh, has a good bat, good at bat. Uh, he fouls off a few and then he has really good contact, drills a liner to left, but, uh, it's caught in left field for the out. DJ um, takes a uh, takes a good pitch that 
it was crossed like all the way. Yarbrough's the left-hander, and he kind of throws it a little bit sidearm. So the movement goes from really far away uh, out in front of the right-handed batters, and it comes in. This one, just like it probably moved over four or five feet from where the release point to where it was caught, but it was still in the zone. Beautiful pitch. Um, anyhow, he ends up popping out to right, and then Judge hits it hits it hard but right to the center fielder for third out so nothing from the Yankees uh, in this inning we're still down two to one going into the fourth yeah and this is where it gets unfortunate that we're down because um you know at this point it goes six up six down in the fourth um we get a strikeout for Cole on the first batter Joey Wendell Wendell on his one of his only times we got him out in this um game he flies out to center fielder Clint, our center left, I'm sorry, left fielder, Clint Frazier. And then Clint Frazier again um, catches the ball for the final outs of the inning. Um, I want to address really something that happened in the top of the third real quickly with Clint Frazier. Um, you know, we've seen this with him a couple times as he makes what we call bonehead moves. Um, and he does this a few times. And, and it's one of those things where a lot of people are very um, hard about him. But I think you have to look at the way that he plays as the intensity as a very rare thing you see in baseball. That type of fiery intensity and that fiery redhead, as I call it. Uh, my mother's a redhead, so I, I have a, a really good way of, of looking at redheads and the, the way their attitudes are. I'm telling you, that intensity is untrainable. I want to see him work it out with the Yankees because I think he could be uh, a center fielder for us for the next 10 years. And he's just some somebody that I or center fielder, left fielder. He's somebody I get very excited about. Um, so when he makes these mo- on these things like that, I, I kind of stop and I have to look at it and be like, okay, you know, he's still getting MLB um, MLB time. Uh, making these uh, mistakes isn't that big of a deal um, because he's going to learn from them. Where I look at some of these other guys, like Aaron Hicks making some of these fielding mistakes, yes, he's going to learn from them, but he's already a seasoned vet. Like there's not much more he can do. So I, I look at what's happening with Glaber Torres and I get excited about this because uh, not Glaber Torres I'm sorry Clint Frazier is because now we're going to see him more often and he's going to get out of this funky funky um slump he's in right now and he's going to he's going to do some great things and I guarantee he's going to do some great things for the Yankees I have a lot of faith in him I think so so um and it's somebody that when he first came up to the from the minors I was so pumped about I was so pumped when we got the trade uh for him um but the reality is as push comes to shove is he has to prove he deserves to put that Yankee uniform on, just like so many other great Yankees have done before him. And that is what makes me excited about it, is because he has to step up to the next level in order to prove that he's worthy of this um, spot that he has. I think he's going to do it. Going into the bottom of the fourth, we see Hicks pop out uh, on the very first pitch. This happened a couple times to our batters. Uh, Just a really good job by their pitching staff to continue to do this. Uh, Stanton strikes out swinging. Uh, you know, I was so stoked about this at bat after he hit a home run. I was like, man, he's seeing the ball, he's feeling the ball, and then he steps up and he strikes out swinging. Uh, three straight strikes. I mean, boom, boom, boom. Um, just on. And that was that was bad. That was way out. It was way down and away again. Yeah. Uh, on that changeup that he swung at. And I want to say this like on on a legit level. Um, he swung at two pitches on this thing both of them were not even close to being in the zone not even close like probably a foot to foot and a half out of the zone 
Um, that is not what you want to see from your guy. Like if he had just sat, sat in there, made the pitcher, Yarborough, pitch to him, he could have seen two more decent pitches, no telling what would have happened. But this right here, this is hard to watch. To me, this is something um, Stanton has got to do a better job at. There's so many people in New York that are so hard on him. Um, and I feel like he has an opportunity to do something special, and he has to prove that he can do it. Uh, this is an interesting year for everybody because it's a funky year. Um, that with all the stuff that the questions that are happening about next year and what's going to happen with baseball next year, he's got to step up and have a good year. Next batter up, Glaber Torres flies out uh, to right field. Um, you know, Matt, this was a really well hit ball. I thought I thought like it had an opportunity. Um, to do something but again it just feels like these guys are their timing is off like a, a, a second half a second even not even a second a millimeter of a second like these guys are off so little bit it's going to be insane when we finally figure it out and put it all together top of the fifth Zunino strikes down strikes out swinging Kiermaier next up who we haven't seen a lot of uh so far from the Rays just seen him on the bench. I think he was injured. He also goes down swinging. And with that strikeout, Cole set the record for Yankees pitchers just for um, most strikeouts through the first four games. He has 36 strikeouts through four games. Uh, Tanaka had 35 one time. So, yeah, that's good. Doesn't really mean a lot, but shows that he's a good strikeout pitcher. Uh, and then he, next guy up, two out, he gets Diaz to ground out to Torres to end the inning. Bottom of the fifth, Gio Urshela gets a liner to right field for a double. Leadoff batter on, running in scoring position uh, with no outs for, for Odor. Odor hits a soft grounder right back to the pitcher, Yarborough. Um, he's out. Uh, Urshela stays on second. Clint has a decent at bat. Works a full count, um, and then ends up gr uh, grounding out. Also doesn't advance Geo, so Geo's now still on second with a couple outs, uh, hoping somebody can uh, do something to make his double worthwhile. Higgy uh, has a good at bat. Works a full count, and then ends up walking. Now we have DJ up, who's been in this position seems like a lot with runners in scoring position, and a couple outs. This time he delivers, hits a, uh, a two-out uh, liner to right, scores Urshela. Beautiful. Good to see. Uh, that ties the game for us uh, in the fifth. Aaron Judge, next guy out, uh, works full count also, but strikes out swinging to end the fifth. But we're tied 2-2. Two to two. Great job by DJ LeMayhew right here, picking up... Uh... A hit with runners in scoring position it made me really happy. I know we've talked about hit um, him um, and the way that he has been batting. Um, I know he is just as hard on himself as uh, others are, but the reality is he's batting over 300 right now, and he's starting to hit with runners in scoring position. So the reality is he's not doing a shitty job at all at batting. Um, on the other hand, Aaron Judge, three strikeouts tonight, I think it was not good for him at all. I know he's, he's one of those guys that... Uh, he likes to dissect everything, and I know he'll be very you know, hard on himself with the way he uh, uh, swung the bat tonight. Let's go ahead and stop with the, uh, start with the top of the six. Like Matt said, we are tied 2-2 two to two at this moment. Austin Meadows called out on strikes. 
Uh, awesome Meadows has really hurt us this entire series. So the fact is, is that we were able to get a couple calls go our way, um, if you want to say. Uh, the fourth uh, pitch I felt like was outside, and it was called a strike. So uh, great job by Cole yeah. recognizing who was behind the plate as umpire and, and really utilizing that to get going uh, what he needed. Um, got another guy to fly out and another guy named Brandon Lowe to strike out. So that was really a good job by our, um, by, I say by our staff, but really by Cole, um, Higgy is calling a perfect game at this point. He did an incredible job, um, all day calling a game, just an unbelievable job. Bottom of the six, Aaron Hicks pops out to shortstop. Um, unfortunate, but it is the way it is. Um, Stanton walked great job by Stanton. Uh, you know, had a full count going on there. Uh, just a really, really good job by him. I continue, uh, to get impressed when he is patient in the box and he doesn't swing for things that are low in a way. Uh, I don't know why he does some of it. I'm not a professional athlete, but I, I know that there's some strikes that he gets very, very upset about during this walk though. Um, Paul O'Neill and, uh, um, Michael were sitting there. They're talking about um, the Andrew McCutcheon bat flip, which I t- so remember when he got walked and he bat um, threw a bat flip, right? And anyways, they were like talking about how it would be so cool if they just threw the bat flip instead of uh, um, on a home run. But whenever they got walked, bat flipped it, right? <laughs> so it made me laugh. Like it was a good little segment there. Those two guys talking about uh, bat, you know, f- you know, flipping a bat flip on a walk instead of a home run. So uh, you know, unique way of thinking about that. Uh, Torres pops out and Gio Urshela uh, grounded out to the pitcher. So this was uh, a great job by Yarbrough to go through the sixth. Um, really um, pitched around Stanton. Uh, but just did a really good job. And I say pitched around Stanton. He gave him two pitches that were called balls that were the exact same pitches uh, that Stanton had swung on on two um, previous at-bats. So uh, Stanton did a good job at having plate discipline, and Yorborough just kept on giving him pitches that he thought he would swing at. So um, now we are tied 2-2 two to two going into the seventh. Yeah, on his third third time up, Stanton uh, at this point seemed like he'd figure out what Yarbrough was trying to do to him um, and successfully had done the first couple times. Yarbrough was pitching really good uh, to this point, and he's even fielded a couple, uh, a couple of hits in each of the last two innings too. Uh, Cole, on the other hand, I mean, the, the score is tied, but going into the seventh, Cole is now already at 98 pitches thrown. Uh, they put him back out there. Cole's the only guy on the staff who would go back out on the mound with 98 pitches. But it's Cole. I don't I don't mind him going out, um, but if he lets anything happen, then I want him to be pulled. I, I don't think Boone is necessarily comfortable with that unless it's really obvious that he should be coming out. He's just going to let Cole decide. But Cole's going to go in uh, and pitch for as long as he possibly can, even if it's longer than he really should. Uh, so I like him going back out. I like what he did to Brousseau. Uh, got him uh, swinging a swinging strikeout on a nice curveball. This is now 13 batters retired straight for Cole. So after he allowed those couple of runs, he's been just dominant. Um, he also 
that uh, that gave him 10 strikeouts in a game um, since 2018. So four seasons. Uh, he's uh, he and Max Scherzer are the only two pitchers to have uh, to have as many 10 strikeout games in 2018, and that is 34 of them each. So yeah, good company, good job. Obviously, great strikeout guy. Um, at this point, I wish they would have pulled him after that. Um, cause he was, he was over a hundred pitches. Um, and yeah, it just would have been a good time to pull him. Said they leave him in for, uh, to pitch to Joey Wendell. Wendell, the Yankee killer gets another hit. Um, <laughs> and it was of course, right after the announcers made it noted that he had retired 13 straight. Wendell immediately got a hit. Uh, that's, that was bound to happen. So he's on base. And then, yeah, yeah, Cole is still in, which is weird. He just allowed a hit to Wendell, and he's at, like, 105 at this point. I really don't know why he doesn't get pulled other than Boone doesn't like pulling Cole because Cole gets mad, and Cole makes a lot more money than Boone does. Uh, so he stays in. <laughs> yeah. Cole stays in to face Tsugo. Uh, who gets another base hit, second in a row. This one scores Joey Wendell. Um, so it puts them back up 3-2, to two, uh, and that was Cole's 109th pitch. He finally does get pulled. Um, Chad Green comes in, throws one pitch to Kiermaier, who pops out to Hicks to wrap up the top of the second, but they've taken the lead 3-2. to two. Zerono also batted um, with Chad Green. He popped out um, oh, to oh, catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On three, um, second. I pitch. missed it when I switched back to it. You're good. Uh, that's right. You're good, man. I got good you. Call. I got you. So the top, um, bottom of the seventh. Yep. Uh, Yarbrough, um, at this point through six, had only thrown seventy-nine pitches, so he was uh, significantly more efficient. He's still in the game. Gets Odor to strike out swinging on three pitches. Then Clint pops out to center. Uh, they bring in Diego Castillo to pitch. Pull Yarborough, who had a great game, six and two-thirds, two earned runs, um, and it only took him 87 pitches. Castillo promptly walks Higgy, second walk for Higgy. He's done a good job with his plate discipline um, this year. And then uh, DJ smacks one really hard to right field, goes to the warning track, um, but little just just short doesn't get the home run and lines out to end the inning, down three to two going into the eighth. All right, so going into the eighth, we still have Chad Green on the mound. Um, you know, I here's the thing: I love it when Chad Green comes in for. Um, Cole, I love the fact that this has happened multiple times this year. I feel like um, Boone is trying to do something. It's like he's saying, hey, if I've got to give the ball up, who do you want in the um, bullpen for me to give it to? I like this because this shows you that this could be the setup man uh, for Cole if he has got to come out of the game. I love this. This is great. This is fun stuff to me. Um, Top of the eighth, uh, uh, Green walks Diaz. Uh, and then we substitute, or uh, there was substitute a pinch runner um, re- replacing Randy Diaz. He got a full count two with Green. Um, Austin Meadows strikes out, um, and then 
this is the thing I love because we mentioned it last um, last pod is that uh, the Higgy has not thrown anybody out yet from the catcher. Guess what he does? He catches their fastest guy, Brett Phillips, stealing second. Now, this is a great call by the dugout because the dugout called a pitch out um, from Green and it was delivered perfectly. Uh, cannot say how excited I was about this because it was a bullet. Uh, this is proving that he has the arm speed, speed that he has been showing that he has been lacking. Um, great job by our um, dugout seeing this and making the call for Higgy like this to help him out. Um, and then the very next guy uh, flies out to Aaron Judge. Uh, so Green was able to get out of the inning, which is huge. All right. They do a bunch of substitutions right here for defensive-wise, uh, pulling guys in, pulling guys out. But in the long run, it really doesn't matter because Judge strikes out again for the third time tonight. Aaron Hicks flies out to center. Um, just another uh, questionable game by Aaron Hicks tonight. Uh, I, I struggle at watching him sometimes as things aren't pulling together, and I hope he can because he, he's one of those veteran leaders we need on this team. And then Stanton... Strikes out on three pitches, just like Aaron Judge struck out with three pitches on three pitches. Uh, just a piss poor job by these two guys um, in the um, aspect of striking out um, in this inning. Uh, and going into the ninth, uh, we're just still down. We couldn't get things going. We're down at this point in the ninth. We're down three to two. And we had multiple chances to get um, runs on the board and nothing happened. So here we go into the ninth down three to two. Yep, uh, Brandon Lau, first guy up, pops out infield to Glaber. Um, at this point, they pull Green and they put uh, O'Day in. What'd you think about that? He, What'd you think about that? I thought it was the right time. I did too. I did too. Uh, it was it was six batters for Green, so two innings uh, total. I I thought that was right. I was okay with I that. I did too. Um, I was. I was optimistic about O'Day coming in at this point. Uh, would you have seen? I expected him to. Sh- would you have liked to seen a different um, pitcher come in the game, or was O'Day the okay call for you? Uh, it was okay, um, but since we were down, maybe I was thinking maybe Lutke would come in, and then if he could get the two outs, and then have, uh, and then if we were able to score in the bottom of the ninth, then to have O'Day next. Yeah, I like to that. To try call. to like be the closer. I like that. That would have um, been cool. And then if we get a lead, then yeah, but uh, I don't. It was fine with me. I, I would have said either him or Lukey. Um, they went with O'Day. That's fine. Uh, he gets Brusso to line out to Clint, and then freaking Joey Wendell. Uh, Hits is the first pitch, liner to right field, um, right out of the park for a four to two lead for the Rays, making it that much more difficult for our chances in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Tsutsugo goes down, swinging on strikes on a on a really high pitch that he swung at, um, but damage was done. Uh, the lead is now double what it was. They bring in Springs for Castillo to close it out and get the save. Uh, he does what they wanted him to do. He gets Glaber to go down swinging. Um, he totally got fooled by a, a changeup that was only 82 miles an hour. He he was he, The bat was all the way swung around before the ball even crossed in front of him. Um, so nice pitch. Urshela, next guy up, uh, tries to check his swing 
Uh, ends up hitting the ball anyway, but hits it right to the first baseman. He's out. Last chance, Odor um, up to bat, but he lines out to second base. Ball game, three straight to the Rays, got swept in the series. We had already lost, uh, with yesterday's loss, we were already at six straight series we've lost to the Rays, which just hurts really bad. Um, I really hate Joey Wendell now. Um, I don't want him. I don't want to see him anymore. Uh, we we really we really need to get things in gear because if we have if we let the lead uh, get too too far within the division, then it's going to be hard to climb back because uh, there's some good teams in this division. So I don't want I don't want us to uh, to wait too long before we uh, make our changes that uh, we need to. It's been it's been really really bad. Um, let's see a couple a couple stats I saw um, that were troubling. First, let's start with Aaron Hicks. Um, his last four games, we've lost five straight. So in the last four games that he's played, he was off one game. So within that five game stretch, Hicks has played in four games, and he's one for fifteen. Hasn't walked a single time, um, and he's normally he's normally really good at drawing walks. Um, he still has not been striking out. That's the only positive you can say uh, for Hicks. He's not been striking out. He's only he only had two strikeouts over those four games. Um, he's striking out less than one per year. I mean, one per game this year, or right about one. Uh, Overall, though, on the year, he's 8 for 46 um, and only four walks in 13 games, which is really, really unusual for Hicks. Um, I'm glad he's not striking out, but all of those at-bats that normally have turned into walks for him are turning into outs. So through 13 games last year, he actually only had eight hits as well, but that was at... 38 at bats instead of 46 and those other eight that were that would have been walks last year are now outs so he's really struggling and then to see him struggle uh in early in the game in the outfield was was hard to watch and then they showed uh, every time they showed the bench and i see talkman there i just want him to get some time and see what he can do he's a really good center fielder also um and he's a better base runner. Hasn't done anything in the small chances he's got this year, but Hicks hasn't done anything in a lot of chances this year. So I'd like to maybe give Hicks a regular rest day every five days or something and let Talkman get a start. But Yeah, man, and you know, they counted uh, one of his fielding incidents as an error today. Um, again, oh, they did. yeah, they did. It's it's not. This is not good for him. We we expect more out of Hicks because he's one of our veterans. We know what we can expect out of Hicks because of what he has consistently shown us since the second that we traded for him. Um, looking at our pitching staff today, though, man, I, I have to say this is our pitching staff is the bright star to today. You know they they gave up three um, um, earned runs today, but uh, really four runs total. Uh, one walk, and that was done by Green. And honestly, I mean, it wasn't a horrible walk either. That wasn't like a, a bad uh, walk. But we had 12 strikeouts. So, you know, again, our walking yeah. um, 
and strikeout rate is perfect. Uh, this is what we like. And our earned runs is still very low right now. Um, it's not what we necessarily like to see because when push comes to shove, um, they are still able to win. But we only had three hits tonight. Um, that's the thing that is really frustrating for me looking at it. They had 10 strikeouts and three walks. Uh, but so when you had six guys on base, they only had seven. Uh, but again, they were able to capitalize off of this. And we were one and five in scoring positions. The only hit that we had was DJ um, when he had hit the uh, with a uh, guy at second, and we were able to score there. Um, it's just it's just to me this is what it's 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 troubling at this point is all the things that could go wrong with the team is there's a few things going right like DJ turning it around, um, Stanton getting a home run, um, you know Aaron Judge last game. There's a bright star here and there, but they're not put putting in consistently great games. Um, DJ has put in two or three good games in a row now, um, but the rest of them, they're just not. And we're leading, leaving base runners on, a lot of them, eight base runners on today. Uh, this is just not what we need. Um, this team needs to figure out what what's going on. Why is everything not gelling? Is there something else happening in the locker room? Is there a coach that's disturbing the peace? Is there a batting coach that is um, causing issues? Or is there a certain player that is, is, is creating um, players not to be able to focus? And if that's the key, they need to address it. Uh, obviously, I don't think that this is all um, putting on what's happening in the locker room. Uh, but I do think that there is something um, something strange happening because this is not normal. It feels like the guys are not 100% focused to what's happening right now. And it will be interesting to see if they can figure out how to focus in the next really the next three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, depending on what the problem is, because we don't know, we're not inside the locker room. Uh, we don't know who's to blame other than the, the, our whole batting lineup as a whole. Um, we have an off day tomorrow. So depending on what the issue is, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Cause sometimes when you're really down, you want to play that next game so that you have a chance to to turn it around right then. Now they're just going to be thinking about their five-game losing streak all day, the rest of the day today and tomorrow, and they won't get a chance to come out and do something until Tuesday. And maybe that'll be a good thing, but sometimes it uh, it's bad for the player's psyche. I just want to give a huge shout-out. You know, last year when uh, Matt Blake was hired from TCU, um, there was a lot of shit given to him. A lot of people did not like this hire. They felt like it was a horrible hire on all uh, on platforms. But look at what Matt Blake has done with this pitching staff. I mean, this these guys, the starters, you've got the um, closers, you've got your bullpen the rest of the way in between. They are doing amazing. They're proving that they were um, one of the major leagues best this year. I would say bullpen and starters all combined were top seven. That is amazing. That's where we need to be. We need to still climb that because I still feel like Kluber can do better and Tyon can do better. Um, I still feel like uh, there's chances that Michael King can get better, which would be crazy. And w- there's always that that dark horse or wild horse, as we call, like to call it, of who's going to be coming from the minors that is going to be pitching. Because you better bet your butt there is going to be a lot of guys that are becoming and pitching that are in the minors right now that will be pitching for us during this year. 
I expect us to have at least five to seven pitchers that are in the minors right now to make um, make appearances throughout the year. So that will be really exciting to see if there's any of those special gems that um, you know has really been clicking in the minors and gets a chance to be in the the majors and just shines. Because I mean, there's always that player. There's always that. 20-something-year-old kid uh, that's doing decent in the minors and then all of a sudden pits those pinstripes on and becomes a superhero. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, same. Um, I'm excited about uh, our next series. We stay at home, and it's uh, it's an interleague series. So we're playing a National League team, the Braves. Um, and the Braves are a tough team. Uh I'm excited to watch him. Uh, I like watching him play. Acuna is just having uh, a literally unbelievable start to the year. His numbers are off the charts. He is going to be looking at our our starting pitchers um, and licking his lips. So let's hope Tyon can, uh, can put together what we've seen so far that we liked and remove the things that we haven't liked. Um, and then uh, we'll have Kluber going the next day. So the same, you know, both of those guys are in a similar position with uh, injury history and then trying to make kind of a comeback this year. They've both had some really good stuff and some mistakes. Yeah, and as far as Tyon and Kluber, right now, uh, none of that is um, um, set right now. We could see Kluber first game and then Tyon the second game. All that stuff will be determined probably tomorrow um, but or even the next day as we've seen before. Uh, but we do expect to see Tyon and Kluber. We're just not sure at what, um, who or where uh, they'll be um, pitching at. I, I mean, I'm always for another young starter coming in, especially if they're trying to give Tyon more starts, be, um, rest between starts. Um, because, you know, obviously the first time since pitch, um, pitching in, since 2019 for him. Um, Kluber also, he's only pitched in a couple games since 2019. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try to pull some a young player up uh, to give him an opportunity. But at this point, um, I would love to be able to see these two guys pitch right now. Tyon uh, pitched for the Pirates for, for many, many years. So they definitely saw Atlanta a lot. And I, Matt and I were talking. We're trying to figure out where Kluber played last year. Um, he only, I think, played one game for Texas last year in 2020. And all the rest of the years, Matt, wasn't it Cleveland that he um, pitched for? I don't know. Um, the reality is, is since 2018, after the season in 2018, he has only pitched in eight games. Now he's already pitched in three games. Um, his his ERA is high. It's at 6.10. Um, you know, and that's just not something that he really wants to hang his head on. But the reality is he's only been able to see 10 innings, um, just averaging just above three innings. Um, and I don't know, this is, this is going to be interesting for sure to see what happens. Yep. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Davey for sure. Haven't got to see much of him. Love that guy. Um, and then, uh, one number I'll throw out before we wrap it up. Uh, it's, uh, probably going to be Tyon. We'll see. Probably going to be Tyon that we see first game and he's allowed quite a few runs, but, um, his uh, strike to walk ratio is 10 to 1. So that's great. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he can keep that stuff up uh, when we play on Tuesday. So, no game tomorrow, but we'll be back with another pod and we'll talk some more stats about how the team has done so far. 
this season um, and get into some more players um, as we wait for the next game. So thank you for joining us on the Yankees Death Star podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And like Matt said, we'll be back tomorrow.